Well, good morning, everyone. How many can say truly this is the day the Lord has made? I will rejoice in it. Amen. Sometimes it's a little hard to gear up to rejoice because of what we're going through, but we have to push through anyway. Sometimes we just have to push through the circumstance. We have to put, push through what we're feeling. And then when we do, the anointing takes over and we truly can rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Well, I just want you to get geared up because I've got a great message for you this morning. It's called Voices. The choice is yours. And we have so many choices today, don't we? But we always have to make sure we have the right choice and we're listening to the right voice. Because there are voices all around us that will just drive you absolutely crazy if you try to listen to them all. Isn't that true? There's voices everywhere around us, negative and positive. And so we have to choose which voice we're going to listen to today. Well, are you ready for praise and worship Amen. this morning? Yes. Well, let's everyone stand. Father, we just come into your presence this morning. Father, we lift up your holy name. We lift up this service to you. We just ask that the anointing flow over each and every one that is here, each and every one that is out there listening. Yes, and Lord. the anointing on David and the helpers with him, we give you praise in Jesus' oh, name. Hallelujah. Go ahead, David. Hallelujah. Well, whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of Report of the Lord, his report. 
praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You had the victory this morning. Are you healed this morning? Are you set free this morning? Hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory, God. We give you glory, God. Lift your hands all across this place and you that are watching at home, just lift your hands wherever you are. Mercies never fail. There's not a river that we can't cross. There's not a trial that we can't face. There's not a sickness that's put on us that we can't walk through because of your grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but what? Now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. For all of you that are in this room and for all of you that are watching, I'm here to tell you that nothing's too big for God. Nothing is too big for God. Say it with me. Nothing is too big for God. Say it again. Nothing is too big for God. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. Give him a clap of praise right now, would you? Honor and glory knowing nothing's too big. Nothing's too big for my God. I love this gospel song that Nancy Harmon penned years ago that says, Nothing's too big for my God. salvation the stone that the builders rejected we run to the mountain and the mountain can be moved 
Oh, thank you, Father. Though all the earth may be sinking, sand on cross a solid rock, I stand. There's an old hymn. I had not planned on singing this, so the words aren't on the screen, but I just love it. It says, on cross a solid rock, I stand all of the ground. It's sinking sand all of the ground. It's sinking sand. Sing it with me. On Christ the solid rock I stand all of the ground. Sinking sand all of the ground. It's sinking now just sing in the spirit, would you?
me within your mighty hands. When oceans rise and thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. You are king over the flood. I will be still and I will know that you are God.
have an ocean rise in your life <laughs> and thunders roar anybody had thunder in your life well i will soar with you lord above any storm father you are king over the flood i will be still Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Oh, we give you glory and all honor and praise. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated, and our pastor has a word from Mexico that he wants to greet with you at this time. Good morning, and it's so good to be in Experience Life Church. Buenos días, es muy bueno estar en la Iglesia Experiencia de Vida. Even though I'm here by video, estoy aquí en video, I want you to know I love you que sepa que le amo, and thank God for you. Y a Dios por usted. We're here in Ciudad Victoria, aquí en Ciudad Victoria, a Word of Life Church. En la Iglesia, Palabra de Vida. This is our third night, y esta es nuestra tercera noche. and we have had a Holy Ghost time. Y hemos tenido un tiempo del Espíritu Santo. 
I just wish you could have joined us for praise and worship. Quiero que nos acompañen alabanza y adoración. People in this house was praising God. La gente aquí ya ha estado adorando y alabando a Dios. They were dancing. Han estado danzando. And just having a Holy Ghost time of worship. Teniendo un tiempo de adoración en el Espíritu Santo. Well, I miss you. Le extraño. I love you. Le amo. I'm going to be home next Sunday. El próximo domingo estaré en casa. But I pray that my wife is well enough. Pero oro que mi esposa esté lo suficientemente mejor. To bring you a great message Para darle a usted y traerle un buen mensaje. I love you. Les amo. And I want all of these wonderful people here at Word of Life. Quiero que esta maravillosa gente que está aquí en Palabra de Vida. To give a great big shout out to the ELC. Le dé un buen grito de alabanza a Dios y de saludo para ustedes. Good. That was muy bien. Good. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Muchas Thank gracias, so Iglesia. Much. Well, that was a great greeting from our pastor, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, pastor is um, ministering three times today, and then he heads back home tomorrow, so he has spoken either six or seven times this week. So um, the, uh, the gift has been used this week. And when pastor's out uh, like that, the evangelist anointing kind of takes over. And he just speaks like none other. I know uh, Barbara said Graciela was watching one night. And she said, I've never heard pastor talk in, a, uh, uh, in an audience like that where his gift of the evangelist is wild. <laughs> and pastor can be wild. He's been wild here sometimes, hasn't he? And uh, I just praise God for Pastor, and I uh, just keep him in your prayers. He comes back tomorrow, and uh, just pray for safety for him returning back home and that he'll come home and be rested and just be all fired up for you next Sunday. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, <clears throat> as many of you know, the last couple of weeks I've been, um, I fell off the ladder. <laughs> Uh, just something I couldn't wait, I thought I had to do, and fell and hurt my back two weeks ago. But, uh, you know, God is just so good. He is so good. The last two weeks, I've just been soaking up the Word, and especially this week while Pastor's been gone, it's just been me, myself, and I in the house all day. And I've been listening to teaching all week and just soaking up the word and in my prayer time. And it's just like the Holy Spirit would just take over and out of my mouth would just start blurping out. I don't know what it was, but Jesus knows what it was. And I am just so filled this morning. And I just appreciate each and every one of you here. And I've been praying for you this week. Because I know we're all faced with situations in life. You know, we have a saying that life is real. And we have real things that we have to deal with. But you know, when we come together in prayer and ask God to come in and heal us everywhere we hurt, he doesn't turn a deaf ear, but he is always there, ready and able 
to accomplish what the word wants to accomplish in our life. And as David was singing that songs about soaring up above the clouds, you know, sometimes we look out and we see just a dreary old day and the clouds are gray and it's just dark and gloomy and it kind of makes you almost feel a little sad. But you know, we have to realize that above those gray clouds, the sun is still shining. It's still shining and doing what it's supposed to do. And so when you are going through a dark period in your life, realize it may look dark around you, but the sun is still on the throne. And he's there to warm you with his anointing. He's there to answer your prayer. He's there to do what the word is accomplished to do. Amen. Amen. So whenever it looks gloomy outside, say, Father, I thank you for the sun. Because we know it is there. And it's shining deep within our soul. Well, are you ready this morning to hear a little bit of what God has put in my heart this morning? And I want to welcome those in our audience this morning, those of you that have tuned in. I'm not Don Clowers. I'm Sharon Clowers. I just stand in my own. And there was a time that uh, I couldn't, but praise God, I am. And I just believe that some of the things that I have to say today is going to minister to you and to minister to you that are here in the auditorium. Amen. Amen. Well, the message of the title today is called Voices. The choice is yours. The word of God is living and giving. It contains within itself the capacity to produce healing, spirit, soul, and body. Sometimes we forget what the word really can do in our lives and it heals us. It goes into the very marrow of our bone. Wherever we're hurting, whether it be spirit, soul, body, whether it's in our finances, whatever you're going through, whether it's a loved one that you're believing God for and your heart is so heavy and it hurts, know that God is listening to your prayers. He is there waiting for the word to perform it. But you know what? We have an obligation to do. Because we have to confess the word. We have to pray. We have to put our faith on the line and believe for the end result. Just because it may look impossible doesn't mean it's not possible. How many situations have we been in and it looked like it was just impossible and wasn't going to happen? But it will be possible if we put our faith out there. It may not come when you expect it. It may come at the 11th hour, but it will come as long as we stand in faith. Just because you feel alone doesn't mean God has forsaken you. How many times that we say, poor old me, and we're having that pity party and say, nobody loves me. Like a kid, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, so I think I'll just eat worms. <laughs> I don't know where in the world that came from. <laughs> I don't want to eat a worm. I don't feel lonely because the greater one lives on the inside of me. So whenever you feel alone, remember, the greater one lives on the inside of you, and you are not alone. Amen. Amen. 
just because you have not seen your dream come true yet does not mean it's not going to happen. You know, we want it right now. We live in such a fast-paced world that we pull up to McDonald's or whatever, and if, it, if we don't have it in 30 seconds, we get mad. I just ordered it. Why don't I have it? Well, prayers aren't like that. You don't pray today and five minutes later get your answer. If you do, praise God. But sometimes we have to wait and wait. We have to stand. Stand when you don't feel like standing. I've had to stand these last two weeks when I haven't felt like standing. But you have to stand and wait for God's promises to come true. Every day, our minds are bombarded with thoughts and voices that contradict God's word. The temptation is to accept Satan's suggestions. But Cheryl's going to put this on the screen, and I want you to read it with me. Satan's words have no power unless we yield to them. Let's say that again. Satan's words have no power unless we yield to them. Now, who has the greater voice, Satan or Jesus? Jesus has the final authority. Satan only has words when we give ear to it. He puts thoughts in our head, but when we meditate on those thoughts, when he tells us we're not good enough, we're not going to make it, you'll never survive, you'll never, your finances will never be what you want it to be, you might as well give up on that loved one. They are so in the world that they'll never come back. You see, if we give ear to that voice, then we give Satan authority. So we must realize that we can't give in to what Satan puts in your mind. Because when you do, we give him the authority. We give him a voice. And I'm not going to give him a voice. I'm not going to give him an inch because if we give him an inch, he's going to take a mile. And then we will end up living a defeated life. The moment we consider or embrace what the enemy is trying to say, it is in that moment that we give him authority. That's powerful. We must guard our minds and cast down thoughts that challenge what we know is true from the Bible. In 2 Corinthians 10.5, take captive every thought. We must keep our thoughts and belief focused on what the word says. You see, it's so important that God gave us his word because his words are truth. They're living. They're powerful. They put us through situations. Without God's word in your heart, where would we be without God's word? And with God's word, we can take captive the thoughts, the negative thoughts that we are bombarded with every day. Isn't that true? We live in a crazy, mixed, upside-down world today, don't we? Many have not even thought how messed up it really is today. You know, when we take account, we can see what's going on in the world. And you know what we've done? We've accepted it. Pastors told this story before, and I just want to reiterate it. If you put a frog in boiling water, what will he do? He'll jump out because it's hot. But if you put a frog in room temperature water, 
he'll stay there and then you slowly turn up the heat and then before long you have a boiled dead frog isn't that right so if the devil comes at us where it's so obvious we're not going to pay attention to it but he is so sneaky he puts in these little things in our path puts these thoughts in our mind but if we give voice to it then we become defeated we become a boiled frog and I don't know about you but I don't want to be a boiled frog because I want to be an overcomer I want to be the righteousness of Jesus Christ I want to be the head not the tail I am an overcomer today. I'm not a boiled dead frog because I see Satan for what he is. He's trying to keep us down with all the negativity that's going on in the world today. So it is with our world and our minds today. We have slowly begun to doubt God's promises. That's sad when we begin to doubt God's promises. We have come accustomed to our prayers not being answered. That's a sad situation to be in, isn't it? Now, I want to tell you a story about uh, a young man. He's not young anymore, but a few years ago, his name is Monty Roberts. <clears throat> and one day, uh, the teacher got up before the class, and they said, now, I want all of you in the class to write a paper of what you want to be when you grow up. And so Monty was so excited. You see, his dad was a horse trainer, so he had the, uh, uh, the liking of horses, loved being around horses. And so in his mind, he wrote his paper. And on his paper, he said, I don't want to just be a horse trainer, but I want to be a horse owner of thoroughbred race horses and I want to have thousands of acres of land I want to live in a big house and I want to be wealthy and that was his dream and so he wrote diligently on his paper and he was so proud to hand the paper into the teacher and so the teacher said Monty after class I would like you to uh, come before me and I'd like to talk to you. Well, he thought he was going to be praised for the paper that he wrote because it was, I mean, he even drew little stables and everything. He was so into what he was dreaming. And so the teacher handed Monty this paper. F, see me after to school. And so it just, I mean, it just did him in. It just sank. It was like punching a balloon and the air goes out. He was, had his head hung down, took the paper home and showed it to his dad. And he said, Dad, I was so excited about the dream that I have in my heart. What do I do? What advice can you give me? And so the dad said, I can't tell you what to do, Monty. But whatever you decide, it will affect the rest of your life. So you see, if Monty would have given up and said, well, I guess she's right. We just live in the back of a trailer. We travel around. We don't have a lot of money. Dad doesn't make a lot of money training horses. 
I guess maybe she's right. But you know what? Monty didn't hold on to those thoughts. But you know what Monty did? He took this paper, went back to the teacher the next morning, and he said, you keep the F, I'm keeping my dream. Sometimes we have to get literal like that to the enemy and say, you keep your F. I'm not a failure. I'm keeping the dream that God put in my heart regardless. It may not happen right now, but it's going to happen. Amen? So this is something that uh, Monty over the years had learned and that we must learn this as well. Do not share big dreams with small-minded people. Let me say that again. Do not share big dreams with small-minded people. Monty became a multi-millionaire because he didn't let what the teacher said destroy and dash his dream because he believed what he was saying, that he was going to be prosperous. So we can't let the negative voices around us saying that we are not going to accomplish the dream that God put in our heart. How many dreams are in your heart that have been dashed by the people around you saying, oh, that ain't going to happen. Who do you think you are? Small-minded people can't get in agreement with a big dream. Have you surrendered the voice of the negative influences around you? Is that voice ringing in your ear that you came from the wrong side of the tracks? You're too old. You're the wrong color. You're the wrong gender. It'll never happen. Look at the rest of your family. They never succeeded. They never went to college. Who do you think you are? I am somebody. I'm a child of the king. That's who I am. And that's who you need to confess daily, that you are a child of the king. And you are somebody. It doesn't matter where you came from, how you grew up. It's what is ahead of you. It's what's inside of you. It's what God says you are not what people say you are but it's what God says you are in Mark 5 25 through 34 I'm not going to take the time and read the whole scripture but it says this is the story with the woman with the issue of blood now we're all familiar with this story of the woman with the issue of blood now do you think There were positive people around her speaking, yeah, go girl, you can do it. No, there were those negative voices saying, who do you think you are? You can't make it to the master. You're just a woman and you're bleeding. Who do you think you are? But she had that faith on the inside. She had that dream. If I can just touch his hem, I will be healed. And I can just see her as she was going through the crowd. She probably got elbowed. She probably got knocked down. People didn't care that she was trying to get to the master. At some point, she might have even had to crawl. Evidently, she did 
because she had to touch his hem. And as she was down there, you know her fingers got stomped on. She got kicked. How many of us have got kicked in life by our so-called friends? They didn't believe in our vision because their minds were small. Sure, in front of us. Matt, um, would you hand me that bag? I have a bag of tricks this morning. <laughs> I like to preach with props. <laughs> okay. Now. Okay. I'm not going to stab anybody. I need this. <laughs> now, this balloon says celebrate, doesn't it? We need to surround our people, people around us that celebrate us. Yes. Not that say, oh, well, bless your heart. Yeah. And you know what that means. That means you'll never make it because they're saying, oh, bless your heart. They don't believe in your vision. They don't believe in your goals. They don't believe in your dream. They don't believe in the word that God gave you in your heart. They just say, bless your heart. They don't celebrate you. But I serve a Savior that celebrates me. Because whatever I set my mind to do, as long as it goes with the word of God, I'm celebrated because I know it's going to come to pass. And so when you are around your friends, so-called friends, and they're not celebrating you, just pop the balloon. It won't pop. <laughs> That's the end of that. Amen. If you can't celebrate me, you're not my true friend. Celebrate my goals and my visions and my dreams. I, Pastor and I celebrate each and every one of you. When you come to us and you're saying, God gave me a vision or God gave me a dream, you know what? We back you 100%. Because if it's in your heart, God's word will make it come to pass. No matter how old you are, you say, well, you know, I've waited all these years and it hasn't come past yet. Well, so what? You're still here? You still got life? You still got years ahead of you? That doesn't mean it's not going to happen just because you're of age. Pastor and I are of age. <laughs> we just celebrated birthdays. But you know what? There's still things that we haven't seen come to fruition in our lives, and we're still holding on to those dreams. Some of our so-called friends think, well, you know, they're just pastoring over there, and they should be somewhere else. doesn't bother me because I know what God put in our heart. Yes. Jesus said we can do it, and so we're doing it. In verse 30, this is talking about the woman with the issue of blood. In verse 30, and Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the crowd and said, Who touched me? And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. How many times have we been so desperate and we've reached up and touched that wonderful hem of his garment in the spirit. And he touched us and made us whole. I got a touched and I made whole. Many of you have cried out and say, Father, just touch me. And he did. And he made you whole. It might not have happened overnight. But all we have to do is stay in faith and believe 
that his word is going to accomplish every good work in you. Amen? Amen. Faith had to access God's power to heal her. The anointing was on Jesus, and it flowed out of him to her. It drove out the infirmity in her body. I tell you, the word is, is so powerful that I think many times we don't realize the power in God's word. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. Yes. The voice of the Lord is final authority. And we need to keep that voice of the Lord in our heads all the time. And we do that by getting in the word and praying and giving time to him. Praying in the spirit. It lifts us up so much. We don't know what we're saying, but we are, are communing with the Father. And he knows what we're saying. And that's the most important thing, that he knows what we're saying. When people saw a barren woman, Sarah... God saw the mother of all nations. When people saw a poor young shepherd boy like David, God saw a mighty king of Israel. I love, 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 love the story of David. When people saw a poor prisoner in Joseph, God saw a powerful minister in Egypt. Look what Joseph came through. Now, do you think when he was in prison that those voices weren't saying, you'll be here the rest of your life? Who do you think is going to come and save you? Who do you think you are? But you know what? It took two years for that baker to come down. I think it was the baker. <laughs> and told, uh, told him, I know someone that can interpret dreams. And so Joseph was restored to just below the king. And so don't give up. You may feel like you're in a cave today. And all the walls are caving in on you. And you might feel like no one cares. But you know what? There's a God in heaven that knows where you are. He knows you're in that cave, but he wants you to hold on to your faith. He wants you to hold on to the word over the years that have been put in your heart. And he wants you to stay strong regardless of what it looks like. Believing a lie or hearing the wrong voice empowers the liar. Mm-mm-mm. Believing a lie or hearing the wrong voice empowers the liar. The devil is a liar. Yes, he is. Let's say that. The devil, the devil is, is a liar. The devil, the devil is, is a liar. He always wants to put negativity in you. Luke 2.19 says, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. You know, that's what we're supposed to do is put the word in our heart so that in times when we are going through things, we can ponder over what God is telling us. We can ponder over those beautiful, beautiful words that's in the Bible. You see, Satan wants to steal the word that is in your heart. The word is like a seed. It has to grow. Left unattended... It can be stolen, which we give ear to Satan. Mm -hmm. 
that's how it's stolen, or negative people around us, and we might have weeds that choke it out, and the weeds are the negativity around us. If you're around negative people, what's going to happen? Pretty soon, they're going to cause you to be negative. And you're going to start doubting the promises that God put in your heart. And we can't allow that. When the enemy plants contrary words in our heart, it can come through some of our closest friends. Now, I know you're going to laugh at this. Now, this is, this is pretty. Now, pastor talks about masks, that we hide behind masks. But on the reverse of that, some of our friends have a happy face. They look pretty. They say to our face, oh, I believe everything you're saying. I believe it's going to happen. Well, that's a bunch of hogwash. They don't believe it. They no more believe that than the man in the moon. They have a mask on parading that you're there are your true friends. But when you are faced with a difficulty, where are they? There's nowhere to be found. And many times when you share your dreams with some of your friends, they're jealous of your dreams because they know they don't have what it takes to get to where you want to go. And so they're not your real friend. And so we need to choose our friends wisely. What they are in front of us, they should be the same behind us. Amen? They should be an encourager. They should be our friend through thick and thin. We've had so many friends in our life that have stuck with us. And, you know, when to this day, when... The day that uh, our son got killed, I'll never forget our elders that came to our, church, our house. And they, one of them spent the night on the couch. Don't answer the phone. I will answer the phone. You don't need to do that. You need to just concentrate on you and your, the rest of your family. And I'll never, ever forget Bob Beavers. And to this day, he has a... Uh, a special place in my heart. And then there was uh, Bill and Linda Turner. Oh, how I love them. Pastor talked about, he was a great big guy this way and this way. <laughs> and my head hit about the middle of his chest. And on Sunday mornings, he knew I was hurting. And he just let me put my head in his chest. He didn't say a word, not one word. He just hugged me. But you know, I felt that godly love come out of him. And it soothed me so that I can go in and do the service and get through the service. So people like that in your friend in your life are friends forever. And they are still friends. And back in the summer, we had the privilege of seeing them that we haven't seen in years. And it was just like, no time had passed, and it's been 30 years since we've seen them. But it's like no time had passed, and he'd give me that big old hug, and he said, I miss this. <laughs> and it's just so sweet to have godly friends like that, isn't it? So treasure, 
treasure the friends you have. It's not how many friends you have, but it's the quality of friends that you have. Knowing they have your back, knowing that if you're going through a difficult time, they may not, like our friend, they may not say a word, but they're there to love you regardless so that you can get through what you're going through. Amen? Amen. The moment we even consider or embrace what the enemy is trying to say, that moment we give it authority. Let me say that again. The moment we even consider or embrace what the enemy is trying to say, that moment we give it authority. That is the wrong voice. Do not give authority to wrong voices. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. All your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will direct your paths. You see, even if there isn't anyone standing by your side, know that the greater one lives on the inside of you. And what greater friend than we have Jesus? I am a friend of God. So you see, he's my very best friend. And whether anybody else is around me, I know that I can depend on him. I can depend on his word because he said it in the Bible. And it's a done deal when he says it's true. Amen? Some of us have been holding on to a dream or a goal, and it seems like it's been years, and it's not going to happen. But you know what? We have to still hold on to that dream. We are all familiar with the story of Abraham and Sarah. For years, he believed he wanted his own son. And what did God do? God gave him his own son, Isaac. How awesome. Now, do you not think there were negative things? Just even when Sarah heard it, when those guys came there, she chuckled. She said, my God, I'm 90. How am I going to have a kid? I'm past the bearing age. But you know what? God gave her a child in her old age. Abraham believed for that child. And God did put him to the test, didn't he, of trying to kill the, his son. But you know what? Abraham, he knew God was going to come to his rescue because he told the, the guys, me and my son will return. So he knew God was going to provide something that he wasn't going to allow him to kill Isaac. But God just wanted to see if he had an obedient heart. And how many times did God just want to see if we had an obedient heart? Have we failed the test or did we pass the test with an obedient heart? It may look hard, but obedience is better than sacrifice. We must realize the heritage that we come from. We come from a king that can promise us life everlasting. And I think sometimes we forget our heritage, what we have flowing through our veins. 
I serve an almighty God. I serve a God that loves me no matter what. Do I miss the mark with an attitude or something else? Yes, I do. But you know what? My daddy still loves me. My daddy God still loves me. He says, oh, there they go again. They missed it. But I love them anyway. I know that they're going to clear their heart. And we need to realize that our daddy God loves us even when we miss the mark. Our friends may not, but our daddy God does. In the scriptures, we read that Abraham had faith, and we go down faith of Abraham, faith of Abraham. And we need to have that faith of Abraham working and dwelling in our bodies today. Because without faith, where would we be? Just where would we be in life without faith? Tune out all the voices in your head that is telling you it won't happen. You do the possible, and God will do the impossible. You know, our minds are one of the most incredible creations from God. He has given us the amazing ability to think for ourselves. Some people don't. They rely on everybody else. They think they're not capable of thinking, I guess. But we are. We have an amazing creation in this head of ours. You have also been given the power to weigh your thoughts and choose which ones that you're going to focus on. Are you going to focus on positive thoughts or are you going to focus on the negative thoughts? I choose to focus on the positive because the negative, all they will do is bring you down. Whether you focus on and cultivate positive thoughts or negative thoughts, the choice is yours. Whether you focus on and cultivate positive thoughts or negative thoughts, the choice is yours. You see, God gave us a free will. We are free to think what we want to think. But if we focus on the negative and things that aren't right, then we're not going to be an overcomer in this life. We are not going to see our dreams come to fruition if we focus on the negative and say, ah, hadn't happened now. It's not going to happen. But with an attitude like that, no, it won't happen. We have to be positive. How you perceive yourself is very important. You cannot have a positive life in a negative mind. Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what do you think about yourself today? Do you think positive thoughts about yourself? Or do you think negative thoughts? Do you think, eh, my face is getting a little wrinkled. I'm getting a little older. I got a little gray hair coming. I don't think much is going to happen with the rest of my life. You can't think that way. We, your, your life isn't fulfilled until the day you die. And we need to keep progressing, not degressing. And we can't listen to the voices around us. We can't listen to the thoughts that Satan puts in our head. But as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. 2 Corinthians 10.5, casting down arguments 
in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And also in Proverbs 4.20, pay attention, my child, to what I say. Listen carefully. You see, we have to listen to God's word, not just read it. We see a page with black and white red letters and red where Jesus is speaking, but we have to listen carefully. There's messages in those words, and we have to listen carefully. Listen to the voice of God and not the doubting Thomases around you. There will always be there. Maybe they are just jealous of your determination. You see, there's always a doubting Thomas in our life. There were in Jesus' life. So your friends choose wisely your friends. You want a friend that's going to encourage you, a friend that will love you even when you make mistakes, not condemn you but love you back and restore you back. That's a true friend. The power of God is greater than any circumstance you may be facing today. In Joel 3.10, it says, Let the weak say, I am strong. There was a time in my life that I couldn't say, I am strong. You know, back when we first got married, I was just a teenager, too young to get married, really. But you know, it worked. We're 59 years. <laughs> Going to be 60 in March, so it worked. Uh, but when we first got married, I was just so shy, wouldn't talk, wouldn't even hardly talk to Pastor much. We were in the car, and we'd go for miles, and I wouldn't say a word because I was, I just felt like a fish out of water. First time I left my mom, mama's little girl, and uh, here I am taking off from Canada to Florida to meet his parents for the first time. You see, I didn't meet his parents till after we were married. And so we were on this trip to Florida, and it was a long, long trip for me. <laughs> and then um, we stopped in Tennessee. He had a brother there. We met his brother, stayed with them a couple days, and then we went on to Cocoa, Florida to meet his parents. And um, that was quite intimidating because, um, you know, at the style back then, I don't wear them now, but, you know, it was short dresses, <laughs> short hair, makeup, everything against what his mother believed. So I was not a hit. <laughs> I was not the favorite daughter-in-law when I appeared that day. And I'll never forget his older sister felt like she was pastor's mama, and she said, what did you do? <laughs> and he said, I married the woman that I love. And, but it worked, and eventually I got over all my timidness and found myself when pastor started traveling, and I couldn't travel anymore because we had four children, and so uh, I traveled up until we had um, our second child. And then I was at home. And what did I do? I got, found myself getting in the Word to build myself up of knowing who Sharon Clowers is without Don Clowers by her side. 
It's not that I didn't need Don Clowers, but I had to find out who Sharon Clowers was really all about. And when I got in the scriptures, I realized, wow, I have the same authority that Don Clowers has to call out Satan. I found out I am the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I can do all things with his help. I am above and not beneath. I can't go on being this timid little girl anymore, but I have power and authority in me. And before long, pastor said, who are you? <laughs> because I found out who I was through Jesus Christ. And today I was going through my jewelry and on my baby finger here, I have a butterfly. I had this ring made for myself many years ago because we all know before this beautiful monarch butterfly comes out, it goes into this cocoon and it is so ugly. It's this ugly old little caterpillar and it goes into a cocoon and stays there for a time. But then after it stays in there for a time, out comes this beautiful monarch butterfly. Well, I see this ring, and that's who I am today. I'm this monarch butterfly that has spread my wings over these past few years because I found out who I was. I was no longer this ugly old caterpillar crawling upon the earth, but I was made to soar in the sky with the butterflies. And that's what you need to realize you are, that you can soar above and not beneath. Amen? Amen. Jeremiah 29, 18. I've got one more thing in that bag. <laughs> I like to pre preach with props. <laughs> okay. This is a boiled egg. I boiled it yesterday so I would have it so it wouldn't be hot. Are you hungry? <laughs> Catch. <laughs> well, in life, is like an egg. On the inside, the integrity of the egg is still there. Even though it was in boiling water, the integrity of the egg is still there. It's got a crack in it now, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Now it's got another crack. <laughs> Some of the shell has even come off. It, picture yourself as an egg today. On the inside of you is the full integrity of Jesus Christ. Along the way, you have been cracked. You've been peeled off. But the real you is still on the inside because Jesus dwells on the inside of you. I've been cracked in my life through tragedy, through different health issues. Many of you have been cracked through tragedies. My dear Jan... Dear, dear Jan, you've been cracked, but you're still Jan on the inside. You no longer have your beloved Al by your side, but you're still Jan, a strong Jan, a powerful Jan, a woman of the word, a woman that is such a great teacher and a lover of people. So you see, you've been cracked, but you're still Jan. And I think we all need to realize that. Amen? You may have been cracked in life. Life may have given you cracks. 
may have even pulled off some of your shell. But you know what? God can fix that. All we have to do is rely on his word and say, Father, put me back together again. Put me back together again. God has put me back together countless times. <laughs> countless times. And you need to just visualize an egg. The integrity of the egg is still there. Even though it was cracked, some of it peeled away, the egg is still there. You are still here. You see, you've been through many difficulties and situations in your life, but you know what? You're here today. Those of you that are watching, you're still here today. And I believe this word is going out to you to heal your soul and realize that you are the head and not the tail. You are the righteousness of Jesus Christ. No matter what you've been through, no matter what the enemy has thrown at you, you are in right standing with God. And because we are in right standing with God, he is there to answer our prayer. Amen? Amen. I believe I can, I, I can preach today. <laughs> <laughs> As I said before, there's a lot of doubting Thomases around, but the power of God is greater than any circumstance you may be facing today. His power is greater. Jeremiah 29:11, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil but to an expected end. You see, he expects us to have a good end. And that's something that we need to put on the inside of us, that our end is not going to be little, but it's going to be great because the greater one lives on the inside of me. So your end is going to be better than your beginning. God has prepared for us a future you cannot be moved by outside voices because they're loud. They get louder and louder. Fear is a voice that we often submit to. And fear is a very loud voice. Psalms 56.3, David said to the Lord, When I am afraid, I will put my trust and faith in you. You see, David wasn't afraid to admit he was afraid. Many of us are going through different things and people will come up to us, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm just blessed, blessed, blessed. And on the inside, you are trembling in fear. Afraid what you're confessing and believing for is not going to come to pass. We need to put this in order with what we're thinking, right? When fear knocks on your door, send faith to answer it. Amen. When fear knocks on your door, send faith to open it. Fear is only a feeling, and it only has the power that we give it. Fear is a terrible thing. People live in fear every day, fear of this, fear of that, afraid they're going to get COVID, afraid they're going to get this, afraid they're going to get that. Well, my mom had this, so I guess I'm going to get this. Fear is so confining. You can't live your life with fear because it ties you up. In, sec in uh, the Shumanite woman, when her son died, she said, it is well 
How many of us, when we are going through circumstances, can say, it is well with my soul? It's hard to do sometimes. When I couldn't hardly get out of bed <laughs> with my back, it was hard to say, it is well with my soul. <laughs> but you know what? I did it anyway. It is well with my soul. Say, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Now, how many of us could take a child that you know died and say, it is well? It is well. I mean, the faith that this Shumanite woman had because she knew the prophet was in her house and she wanted that prophet. And she knew once she was in contact with him, it was going to be well, not only with her soul, but with her son. So we need to say, it is well with my soul, even when you don't feel like saying it. 2 Corinthians 12.10, For when I am weak in human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. You see, his strength goes beyond our strength. I can't make it on my own. I, I can't even comprehend how I could make it in this life without my precious Father. Because He is my strength. I love Pastor more than words can say, and I think all of you know that. Even as strong as He is, and I still do rely on Him, I like Him to think He's really macho. <laughs> <laughs> It's a man thing. <laughs> but I am strong, and he knows that. <laughs> but we need to seed what God has, says in our hearts. And when that seed comes forth, then our faith will flourish. Fear has many relatives. We also need to watch out for things like doubt. And doubt, how does doubt come? It comes by fear of not understanding, not knowing for sure, doubting ourselves and saying, mm, is that just a wish or is it really a dream that God put in my heart? And what the enemy wants to do is doubt what you want. And then another one is insecurity. I talked to you a little bit about my insecurity and you know what? We all have times, even though we get strong, that we're put in situations where we may still feel a little insecure. But just whisper on the inside, I am the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I am the head and I'm not the tail. I'm not giving in to this insecure feeling. It's not from God. It's from the devil. So I just rebuke it right now. And that's what we need to get rid of. Worry. Oh, my gosh. Worry is such a big thing, and worry comes for fear. We worry about, are we going to have enough? Am I going to have enough when I retire? Are my children really going to come back to the Lord in my time so that I can see them? Worrying about your bills. But you know what? I serve the great I am. I serve the one that doesn't cause me to worry. And then anxiety. How many of us get anxious 
to the place where we don't want to live anymore. Anxiety takes over. People are so medicated because of anxiety today. I don't condemn them, but I, my heart goes out to them because it's something that they have to get through. You see, many of the things that you are walking through, I can't do it for you. I have compassion. I have deep compassion for people that are going through situations in their life because in some way or another I, I was there or I've seen someone there, and so I have great compassion for people that are going through situations in their life. And so I want to put my faith with your faith so that you can get through, so that you can get rid of the doubt, insecurity, worry, and anxiety in your life. God has no problems, but he always has a plan. God has no problems, but he always has a plan. And he's got a plan for your life. No matter how many great things God has planned for us, unless we learn to walk by faith instead of fear, we won't do any of them. You see, we have to walk by faith. Remember, God and all his mighty angels are with you. And they will fight for you if you will choose to stand your ground rather than run away in fear. Now, we've all heard that song, You Say, by Lauren Daigle. And one thing that I left out, I didn't read my post-it note, but I want to mention it right now. In California, I heard on the news that a teacher was trying to convince 11-year-old girl that she really was a boy. Two teachers. Now, how can they do that? She was born female, not male. And so the parents are suing, and I don't blame them. Trying to put something in an 11-year-old. 11-year-old don't know who they are trying to convince this young girl that she was a boy. We lived in a mixed-up world today, don't we? And the news media is not making it any better. They're saying COVID is here to stay. We're living with it. Well, I'm not living with it. I'm not living with COVID. It's under our feet. Sure, there are some of our members that have dealt with it, but they're listening today. They're at home recovering. And I don't have to live with COVID the rest of my life, and I refuse to. Getting back to our song. <laughs> Let me give you some of the words. I keep fighting voices. What have I been talking about? I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just a song of every high and every low? Remind me once again who I am because I need to know. You say I'm loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, 
you say, I am yours, and I believe. Oh, I believe. What you say of me, I believe. The only thing that matters is everything you think of me. In you, I find my worth. In you, I find my identity. What have I been speaking about today? It's always in him. We have to get rid of the fear and know that in him, we are everything that he sees. David?
I'm going to have them come back and do uh, a little bit more of that. One thing I forgot was the offering. <laughs> so at this time, uh, I want to receive the offering. Those of you that are here, the containers are down here. Those of you that are viewing, you know, you make it possible for the telecast to go forward. All you have to do is go to our website, elglobal.church, and click the giving card, and everything is right there. It pops up. Or if you would like to send a check, our post office box, 3168 Capel, Texas, 75019. And it's, it takes offerings to keep this ministry going. And we are so, so grateful for each and every one of you that have sent in offerings. Those of you that are tithers here at church, we are so grateful for each and every one of you because it takes money to operate. And we are so thankful that each and every one of you are givers. We have such great givers here in the church and many of you that are friends and partners out there. We just pray a special blessing upon you for all the giving that you have given through the years and this year. Bless you, bless you, bless you for giving. And as the song, this is one of my favorite songs, and it goes so appropriately with the message today. And as we go out, I want to just say a quick prayer over you, and then I'm going to have them come and sing that again as we leave. Father God, those of you that are out there that you're hurting, you have a dream, you have a vision that you haven't seen come to pass yet. And you have people around you that don't believe in your dream. Sharon Clowers is right here believing with you for your dream, for the vision that God has put in your heart, for whatever you're believing for, whether it be for your health, whether it be for a loved one, whether it be for a job or a better job, I believe it's coming to you through the word of God. Those of you here in our assembly, I put my faith with your faith for the dreams and the visions that God has put in your heart that you haven't even seen come to pass yet in Jesus' name. As we go out, pay attention to the words of this song because it's everything, everything that the Father is saying to us to lift us up. Oh, you say I am loved when I can't feel 